Champions of Psychology is meant as education and entertainment. It is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling. Discussion of mental health topics will be primarily rooted in research and the personal experiences and self-disclosures of the hosts. While we can provide generalized education and possible mental health resources, we cannot offer any recommendations, advice, or opinions for any specific persons, cases, or situations. We provide these resources and links at our sole discretion, but have not necessarily vetted or reviewed any resource. We assume no liability for the use of the information or resources on these sites, and we encourage you to use your own best judgment. Hello, and welcome to Champions of Psychology, a show with the goal of openly talking about mental health and gaming presented by Codename Entertainment and TakeThis.org. Every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on twitch.tv slash games, or later on your favorite podcast service, Mitra Jordan and Rafael Bucamazzo, a.k.a. Dr. B, talk about mental health in these unprecedented times as well as how gaming affects us. If you're here with us live in the chat, you can leave a question that I, Trevor Bettis, might ask them later in the show. Our topic today for our season finale, uh, uh, season one, is going to be self-care. But before we get to that, Mitra and Dr. B, who are you for people who may not know? I'm a registered clinical counselor, uh, therapist, working in Victoria, BC. Um, I love cats, long walks in the rain. Actually, no, I lie. <laughs> <laughs> I like long walks in the rain at all. I'm more of a sunny person. <laughs> but yeah, I work in Victoria, BC um, with families. I have a specialization in culture um, and uh, culture and racial identity. Um, that's about all I can say. <laughs> it's maybe more than I should have said, but whatever. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm Rafael Bocamazzo, uh, better known as Dr. B for long Italian name reasons, and I am a doctor of clinical psychology. I don't actually work with clients, but I was clinically trained. These days I do nothing but policy and education, but I did at one point work with people, and I will largely speak from that capacity. Uh, and I am also an expert on the applied use of tabletop RPGs, and gosh, what I'm... Uh, what about you? Do you like cats? Do you like long walks in the rain? Give uh, us the dirt! I, I do love walks in the rain, being a Seattleite, born and raised, still live here. Uh, I love cats. Highly allergic, though. Ooh, yeah, it's kind rough. of a it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting problem. I, I really adore cats. They're wonderful. Uh, they they get their space. I get mine. Occasionally we hang out and then go our separate ways. Love that. Um, but yeah, really allergic. Yeah, I also like long walks in the rain. Unfortunately, I live in a place where that is such a rarity. It never happens. Uh, <laughs> that's why you love it. We need to switch places because I would get on with that and you would love Victoria because, you know, rain. I, I legitimately remember as a child being uh, somewhere and being like, oh, I love the rain. And someone's like, oh, then you should move to England, which is a weird thing to say to a nine-year-old who you don't know. Right? And I went, yes, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about uh, self-care today. Mm -hmm. And I think... One of the best ways to start this off is actually uh, a quote that uh, Dr. B found yesterday. Um, you want to read that one off for us? Yeah. Um, I I'll preface it with the idea that self-care is one of those concepts that we hear talked about all the time. If For those of you who watched the burnout episode um, 
you we said something similar. If you haven't watched the Burnout episode, go watch it. Because there are just mm-hmm. common terms that we hear, but we very rarely hear defined. And we want to make sure we're not talking past each other as we talk about what self-care is. So uh, I, I found this from a 1983 nursing article uh, that uh, called Self-Care and Health, that self-care in this paper refers to those activities that individuals undertake in promoting their own health, preventing their own diseases, limiting their own illness and restoring their own health. And as we've already seen come up with the chat, there's, uh, you know, Obo Lauren commented that a lot of dealing with burnout is going to come up here for today. Yeah. There is some definite overlap Mm -hmm. in terms of preventing burnout and engaging in actual self care. Well, the, there there was another thing that you, you said yesterday that uh, it, it was, you know, I, I have a lot of these moments with y'all where I'm just like, oh, I was thinking about this wrong because um, I I said that over the weekend that I, I, had, I had to engage in some self-care because I got into a depressive episode and you were like, well, most of the time we like to look at self-care as a preventative thing. I was like, oh, you do it first? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was like, I didn't know this. I thought this was like a reactionary thing. No, um, I got to give credit where it's due. And I, I, it was our community manager at Take This, Dr. Kelly Dunlap, who, who, who separated this out for me. And when she said this to me, I had kind of an, oh, Oh, yeah. Why didn't I think of that sooner? She likes to categorize self-care into two different categories. One is recovery, Um, you know, taking breaks, that sort of thing, recovery. Um, But the other is sustainability. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of those, especially within the sustainability practices, it's not necessarily glamorous. It's not like you go and buy the latest luxury, I I don't know... um, I, thing and stuff well i mean there's there's so many products out there that you know will definitely oh, yeah. fix your problems and if that were the case why do we need so many of them i don't know yeah we'll talk about sort of how people tend to um monetize their uh desire for improvement and um get products that they think will help their self-care but the product isn't a replacement for self-care, and sometimes we confuse those things. Um, and I want to say also, self-care is not self-indulgence, and we sometimes confuse those too. We we say treat yourself, and we're thinking about treat yeah. And I think that that's in, that actually is a piece of self-care that because mm-hmm. that's a piece of feeling good about yourself and feeling good about where you are in the moment and experiencing some pleasure. You know, sitting in a sunny corner with a lovely latte and you know your favorite book or music playing like that is a moment of pleasure that uh, adds resilience to your day maybe sustains you so it's a part of it Um, and we're also going to get into some of the things that interfere with our ability to do self-care for ourselves absolutely well uh, yeah i think it's important and this is this is going to be this is probably going to come up in the chat as we talk about this because this can be confusing Self-indulgence is not necessarily the same as Mm self-care, but it can be a form of Mm self-care at times. Mm -hmm. Um, an An example I like to give is my shaving soaps, okay? My shaving soaps are well made, handcrafted, really good smelling shaving soaps. Do I need those? No. Why do I do that? Well, two reasons. 
One, I have chronic anxiety, and this is a way that I feel I can feel confident about myself. Uh, but two, the fact that I get to you know choose how nice I smell that day helps me engage in a hygiene ritual on a regular basis. That you know to again to be really to be really blunt, I've struggled with chronic depression my entire life, and some days doing those basic activities of daily living are harder than others and so mm -hmm. giving myself some sort of reward in the process of engaging in that um, yes it's a form of self-indulgence it's also a form of encouragement mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah. so the locket i'm wearing <laughs> i bought about three weeks maybe a month before i finished my master's thesis and i was really struggling in terms of writing it um, i had three little kids uh, the youngest was four, and the oldest was, let me see, so we had four, seven, nine, or ten. Quite young, I think he was nine. So um, at that point, our lives were so busy. Um, and wait a second, no. Getting the day... Do you know what? I think the thing is, that was such a difficult time. Oh, yeah. I'm obliterated. No, oh, yeah. No. If, so, you, if you remember the entirety of grad school, I don't believe you went to grad school. <laughs> no, I think actually Kieran had just turned four because he was a year and a half when I started. So, no, that does make sense. Four, seven, nine. All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> I found myself doing most of my, uh, my studying and particularly my paper writing at like two in the morning, which was brutal. But really, there was no other time. It was it was not easy. But uh, at this point, I was just at that home stretch, desperate to get finished with my with all of the commitments and especially the thesis, which was an albatross upon my back. And everybody who's written any kind of big paper, particularly a thesis or a PhD dissertation, any of that stuff, you're just like, okay, I just this is like weighing me down. I can barely stand. Um, so I went into this one store because I had about 10 minutes to kill. And I saw this beautiful labradorite silver locket. Oh, not locket, just a, it's just a pendant. Anyway, I, I looked at it and I thought, yeah, that's, that's not happening. That's expensive. And about a week and a half later, I went back and I purchased it because I decided I was going to put it on the moment I pressed send and submitted the very final copy of my thesis to my instructor to my supervisor, and it was four in the morning at that time, and I was very glad I had something to do to mark the moment. <laughs> and it's many that. years later now, and I still love this piece, and it still takes me to that moment and the sense of, of uh, overcoming a difficult obstacle and the pride I had in being able to do it. Um, so there you go. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. So that's a form of uh, creating faith and hopefulness in a future that you want, giving yourself a little bit something to kind of run that last leg of this of a marathon process, um, and and having those rewards is an important piece. Having those moments to kind of hold on to when things are difficult can be really mm -hmm. useful. So, yeah. and we talked about we talked about that yet this yesterday that mm -hmm. uh, that something like that can be a form of. Um, empowerment or a reward. I mean, you're literally talking about positive reinforcement, giving yourself, yeah. and another word for positive reinforcement is reward, um, to accomplish something that was important to your life. Mm -hmm. But 
and you know, I talked about my shaving soaps, you're talking about your Labradorite pendant, but self-care isn't always necessarily luxurious because nope. if we think about it as a way of preventing, you know, uh, preventing problematic mental health states or physical health states, self-care can also be setting limits on people and ourselves saying no to things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this this requires a level of self-acceptance as well, because mm-hmm. um, if we can acknowledge our habits, good or bad, right, then when we're sitting up and it's like 1030 at night and you're you know that you have to be up by seven and you know that you need a decent night's sleep. And you then can say to yourself, listen, I'm super tempted to watch another episode of the Netflix thing or whatever, um, but I'm going to go to bed. Were, were because... you here last night? I, I, <laughs> I, I'm in your head. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't definitely I watch Frasier for the 18 millionth time. I definitely wasn't staying up watching an episode of Futurama that I've seen billions of times. <laughs> Okay, so here's what happens to our frontal lobes and our executive functioning. The more tired we get, the less well that they work, okay? So then that capacity to make those good self-care decisions starts to get, you know, um, obliterated. And so instead, we're like, it's, you know, one in the morning, and I'm like, starting to get a little hungry. What's those fancy cookies over there? Uh, Where's a bag of chips around the corner it's bagel want that too and Dude, then someone brought home jelly beans in my house and i'm right? so mad i'm so mad <laughs> I'm like, ah sit here and eat these and then you know because you are tired and so you actually do either need to eat something or go to bed right you are not the, at your best self in terms of your thinking and your capacity to make good decisions for future mitra and uh, <laughs> present Mitra is like, screw that guy. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, future Mitra may not like it, but who the hell is she? Plus, she's not here right now. Let's just have a great time. <laughs> she's not here right now. I, Mi- Mitra, I... I, I, I... <laughs> Audio listeners, you got to just go find the video for this. Oh, my God. I, I can't. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, no frontal lobes, out comes the hedonism. It's a merry moment. (laughs) Let's just live it up. Um, And then we pay for it, you know, the next day. And we pay for it maybe a couple of days after. And we're just, we're kind of not able to fully, um, we're not taking care of ourselves. We may Mm. have had a good time, but (laughs) we're not taking care of ourselves. And we're making our lives harder. So this is where it's about, as you say, setting healthy limits. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, but that, that's where, uh, where self-care isn't always necessarily glamorous. I mean, we're talking, yeah. we, we see so many products marketed to us and I'm, I'm trying to think of an example without calling any particular one out because I don't, you know, I don't like publicly shaming individual products or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think of various luxury brands who market various things about, uh, you know, to make to, you know, buy this and it'll make exercise easier. But the the problem is Lies. the 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 problem Ooh. is you still have to engage in the exercise. Yeah, and man, I really thought Ring Fit was gonna solve my problems. <laughs> yeah, it turns out you still sweat. Yeah, no, it sucks. It does. <laughs> 
I was like, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to do this. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, I hate this. Well, and one of the one of the things that I I, I think we we also need to bring into this focus is Mitra was talking about how how she could only do her paper writing at 2 a.m. in the morning. And it similarly to our episode on burnout, sometimes this is sometimes you're not engaging in self-care, not because you're a bad person, but because the system is slanted against you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've uh, at take this. Uh, two of our staff members are currently pregnant. And when one of them is like, hey, I'm not feeling too great because, you know, pregnancy, we're not going to fire back with, I'm sorry, are you engaging in good self-care habits right now? Mm-hmm. No, because it's not, this is not an individual thing. Sometimes engaging in self-care or a lack of engaging in self-care isn't your fault. Mm-hmm. The um one of one of them that was that I remember seeing uh, publicly last year, uh, well at the end of last year was Ethan uh, Crank Gameplays on YouTube took a month and a half off of everything, mm-hmm. and people were like, "What? Why are you? Go- where are you going?" And I was in the back just going, like, "You yes, take time yeah. to yourself." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you have the luxury of being able to do that, take a month and a half off, forty five days yeah. off. Oh my god. If yeah. you if you can do that, but not everybody can. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, well, what I meant specifically is like, yeah, he been making content like he did Unis Honest throughout the year was doing content literally every day oh. and everything like that. And I was like, yeah, you you should you should lay down, just take a moment to yourself. Um, but yeah, that that's that sort of thing where it's your work is. The thing that you it's it's you can't you, not all the time you can say no to it. You can't just be like, I'm not gonna do this for self care. It's like, well, fortunately. <laughs> so what 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 do you do in that situation then? Well, first you acknowledge it. You know, you have to be aware that there's a thing that you want in terms of your self care, and you can't make it happen today. And then you also pay attention to how exhausted you're getting. One of the things I remember is, yeah, sometimes two in the morning was great, and it really worked, and it was quiet, and I could get things done. And sometimes I would get to that place where I was rewriting the same paragraph four times, because I was just too tired. And it was like, okay, it doesn't matter whether this thing needs to be done. I am not my best self, and I'm not going to be able to do it. And so, again, recognizing where your limits are um, because, and, and, and trying, you know, I think sometimes we get into a rut with, oh, this thing has to happen and it has to happen now. And we forget that maybe it doesn't. Um, when I was writing my thesis, I was talking to my uncle about it and um, I was explaining how I was so stretched, you know, between family and between my clients and the thesis. And he said, can you take time off from your clients? Mm. And I remember feeling like at first kind of horrified. Well, no, they need me, you know. Um, But I thought, wait a second, maybe maybe I could do that. And it actually worked out really well. My clients were super understanding about it. And I also was able to refer a couple of them to continuing care with other therapists who could then see them until I could 
um, pick back up with them. Um, and they all understood I was a student, and they all understood I was writing a thesis. And we forget sometimes that people are understanding. And I think that's a really important one. It's like, I think I have no leeway, and that might not be true. So yeah. questioning what's available to us and what's possible is really important. Yeah. And then when we do have a little bit of time, as they say, when you have a kid, sleep when the baby sleeps. And it's hard because there's a mess in the house and you need to do things. But when you do have a little bit of time, it is important to try and carve some of that to do a thing that's going to replenish you in some way whether it's the sunny corner with a book and a cup of tea or calling a friend and having a phone visit with someone or whether it's doing a jigsaw puzzle or something. You know, you need to carve out a little bit of time where you can just rest your spirit for a bit because that's going to make a difference to to future Mitra or future you is the case maybe <laughs> and, and that capacity to get through the rest of your day, week, month, you know. Mm-hmm. That that uh, falls into like the the distraction versus avoidance thing, where like mm -hmm. you need that distraction to recharge, Definitely. and you need to and, and with the self care comes in where it's like you need to give yourself the time to have that distraction to recharge. Yeah. Um, what what are some other techniques that uh you think is a, a healthy way of doing self care? One of one of them I think is um. <clears throat> And this may be something that's done that's done with a mental health professional because a, a lot of what we deal with as people has to do with internalized negative self messages, mm. like um, the internalization of generativity equals self worth. Um, mm, yeah. I can't take time <laughs> off or what you know, and but also working out where some of those systemic barriers are um, because there are sometimes very real obstacles to us engaging in self-care and recognizing those as external barriers can sometimes help us with self-forgiveness and compassion, mm -hmm. <laughs> which in and of itself can be a form of self-care being able to let go of some of those negative internalized messages like it's your fault when it, it you know sometimes again sometimes workplace settings uh, society is slanted against us and that's not our yeah. fault yeah. yeah and i think we often confuse the individual with the systemic so mm -hmm. People put plans into action or they think they're going to do a thing or they decide that today, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start a campaign of healthy eating, essentially. So then I bring home the kale and I bring home the carrots and I bring home the <laughs> and my family who may not be used to eating this way at all. Goes, What's this? Uh, Dr. What? B, I need I need that paper. Uh, yeah, no, I was, <laughs> like, I don't got it at the ready again. <laughs> so it's like, in, I think that we get excited too about the idea of, of, of self care and okay, all right, I'm doing it all. And this can lead to overwhelm mm -hmm. and shame. Well, now mm -hmm. I can't do it. Or I bought these dumbbells and I did this thing and now I'm not using them and I feel like a terrible person. Oh, the the ring fit. It's sitting in plain view, so it shames me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it looks yeah. at me from that little corner, just that little Nintendo logo. You're not using me, you jerk. <laughs> right? And so how can we forgive ourselves 
because it's not helping to feel that shame. It's not helping. It sort of freezes us, actually, and it just yeah. it just leaves us feeling more yucky about ourselves. And then the worse we feel about that, the less we think about um, our that we deserve good self-care, that we deserve to spend some time on ourselves as well, even in small ways, to feel better. Yeah. Um, so the, let's see, the, which ones have we gone over here? I was sorry, I was looking at the list that we did because I, I wanted to be sure that we hit each of these points because they are really, really good because we did the setting limits, the healthy practices. So the, the oh, we did, we did sleep. Where where, well, where where do you want to go from here? Well, on I, I let's let's go back into let's talk about health practices again because again, very often within the messaging we get in society, self care is a is a kind of a glamorous restorative thing. Whereas mm. self care is sometimes doing the thing you hate because you know it oh, keeps okay. you healthy. Okay, I, I I I run. I hate running. Hate it <laughs> so much. So, so much. I, but it helps me, and I'm going to qualify mm -hmm. me because I, I hate it when people are like, oh, exercise is a cure-all for depression. No, it's not. If that was the case, depression would be gone. Um, but it, for me, exercise helps me manage my depressive symptoms, um, not only for the neurochemicals it helps, but it gives me a sense of empowerment because I did something I hate. That mm -hmm. I know is good for me. Um, additionally, it helps my focus and a variety of things. But for me, regular cardio exercise is a form of self-care and it is not glamorous. With every mm -hmm. breath out, I'm like, I hate me, 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 I hate me. It. But when I get done, it's, oh, my asthma's not bothering me as much. I can think in a more straight line. Huh, I feel this elevated mood somehow. That was a good thing. I did well for myself, but the process is not pretty. Yeah. See, so you have the opposite reaction to me. Every time I, after I exercise and I feel that way, I'm just like, damn it, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to feel better after this. It sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that highlights the idea that self-care practices are are not I, we we brought this up earlier and I want to I I I want to bring this up again because I'm a Parks and Rec fan. But that mm. idea of, you know, Donna and Tom of treat yourself to treat yourself treat 2011. Yourself. But no, that's that is not the only form of self-care there is. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's not always pretty. It's not always, yeah. you know, mimosas, perfumes, whatever. It's sometimes sweaty, ugly. I hate this. 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 But I feel good. I did this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually think like that episode though, like, still gives a good thing about like that is not always the best way of self care. An example: Adam Scott crying in a Batman <laughs> costume. <laughs> But that, but Still that was a good moment, actually. That that for for Ben, that that was a good moment because in that in that moment, he started internalizing the idea that he was worthy of something. Yeah. Mm, true. Yeah. 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 They're doing difficult things that support your self care or support future you. I like to think about past you, present you, and future you. 
I legitimately talk about myself like that. Yeah, no, I <laughs> think just, like, past that's me a lot really of these problems. Yeah. yeah, because present me wants to sit on the couch and um, do nothing, mm-hmm. oh, right? Yeah. Present um, me's a jerk. Present me actually may have very good reasons for feeling that way. Thank you. <laughs> present me is a hedonist. Present me is generally a hedonist. Absolutely, absolutely. Present me would be like bring bring that bag of chips. <laughs> I see. I picture I picture Mitra just debauching like a Roman empress up there, just like yes, bring me the bag of chips. Chips, <laughs> bring them to me. Yes, not that one. It um, is misshapen. It is misshapen. Bring me the one where, you know, they've sort of fried and folded over a few times and they're wonderful, like a fruitine pastry, but in potato form. Now feed them to me. Feed them to me one by one while you wave your palm. <laughs> in a tree, that is. And I'm just picturing Eric with the with the palm front. <laughs> he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. I didn't marry someone who He can who still wear gonna... a kilt. He can still wear the kilt. It'll be fine. <laughs> but but you, were, you were saying about present you versus future you versus past you. Right. Right. So I, I'm going somewhere with this, in fact, to future me. So and and I genuinely talk to myself this way sometimes. I'm like, OK, do you really want in five years to not be able to move as well as you do now? Do you do you want to not be able to feel comfortable picking up heavy objects? Right. And it's this kind of thing where I actually I actually do want to continue to stay healthy and I know that um, sometimes when present me thinks about past me, you know, I think about things I could have been doing that I wasn't. And it, this is not to shame myself. This is to say, okay, that's fine then. What do we want to do into the future? What do we want to do to feel better and to stay healthy physically, um, to be able to sort of hike the Pyrenees someday or Machu Picchu or wherever it is we want to go and things we want to do, I don't want to be hampered by the idea that I can't walk that far, right? Mm. You know, um, I don't know if my kids will have kids, but if someone does, I don't want to think about whether I can run after them, take care of them, do fun things with them. So this is just about wanting to um, enjoy my life and continue to enjoy it because I know that's going to make future Mitra feel better and have a lot of um, a lot more good memories into the future. Um, so yeah, present me has to control her hedonism in order to do that. <laughs> but present me is definitely kind of like sometimes when I book, um, I, I have an, I know I have a really busy work week. Um, and I've booked a lot of clients, and maybe I book one rather early in the morning. And I'll say, my boss is such a bitch. Like, who does she think she is? Does she really think that I want to wake up and say, who the hell is she? Like, what the, you know? And the rest of me is going, yes, but then you get to take Friday off. Come on, you know you want Friday off. Let's talk about this. If you work really hard Wednesday and Thursday, you get to take Friday off because you've like front loaded, you know, the whole thing. So, you know, at some point you have to decide what's sustainable for you and overdoing it isn't necessarily good for me or my clients. But but it is this continual dialogue between present me and future me. So, well, and, and you bring up a good you bring up a good word for this and this was also brought up in the chat and that's sustainability that you know as we've said self-care is not a one and done buy an item and your problems are fixed because again if that were the case we'd all be buying the same item and we wouldn't be having this episode but 
instead it's an ongoing process that is not necessarily easy yeah right and i want to point out that babylon ranger says self-parenting is also a skill that involves practice and it absolutely is and i'll often talk about you know all right all right you've got the capable adult in you and you've got this four-year-old who'd like to throw a temper tantrum yeah that's the one you're just gonna take that child by the hand and you're gonna go sit somewhere nice for just a few minutes and we're just gonna all calm down together (laughs) essentially i I am a tall four-year-old with a beard (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm. yeah um i actually i actually have something i i i want to uh Put into that that will actually lead us into the next hop. But before we do that, I wanted to remind our viewers and listeners of our disclaimer. Champions of Psychology is meant as education and entertainment. It is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling. Discussion of mental health topics will be primarily rooted in research and the personal experiences and self-disclosures of the hosts. While we can provide generalized education and possible mental health resources, we cannot offer any recommendations, advice, or opinions for any specific persons, cases, or situations. We provide these resources and links at our sole discretion, but have not necessarily vetted or reviewed any resource. We assume no liability for the use of the information or resources on these sites, and we encourage you to use your own best judgment. I'm sorry to inform all of you that you missed Mitra's disclaimer dance. Um, <laughs> um, it was very disclaimery. I... <laughs> I had a bit of a stretch. There you <laughs> go. You there see you that? Go. That's important. Um, so what what I wanted to, to talk about there is one of the things we wanted to bring up was retail therapy. And mm-hmm. I am so guilty of this on a constant basis. And but you made me think about something when when you're talking about the health part of it. I totally treat retail therapy as instant gratification and to make me happy. Um, One of the most infamous times I can remember of this is where I was like, oh, I really want to get a PlayStation Vita, but I absolutely shouldn't. And I got super depressed about something that was not related to the PlayStation Vita. And then I just went and bought one to make myself happy. And it did make myself happy. And it was completely avoidance. It was not distraction in any way, shape, or form. It was 100% avoidance. And I played the living crap out of that thing, even though there was nothing to play on that thing when it launched. Um, But it was just, I needed to avoid it. And because of that instant gratification, when I did eventually try to do exercise, I went into it so hard that I messed myself up and then I, I, I was like, oh, I can just do this as quick as retail therapy. Mm. Nope. Guess who has back problems now? Um, and so like even one of them, I was like, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week and do it uh, for an hour each time. And I'm going to do all of this stuff. And like by the second day, I'm like, I'm dying. I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And then I would get so discouraged from it because I didn't get that instant gratification that I just never did it. Um, Yeah. 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 I think that's really, really common. I've been guilty of it myself as well. Um, I remember um, at one point when it actually worked and was sustainable for me, the big thing I was telling myself when I went to the gym was better than nothing. So... 
<clears throat> even if we're doing something that we're not familiar with, our bodies get tired. You can't, and you're using muscles you don't normally use. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. going to hurt. Taking breaks is important. Doing it in a sustainable way is important. Absolutely. So, but we forget that because there is this instant gratification. And this is why it's so easy when you talk about retail therapy, either the just buying something you want or getting obsessed with something you think you'd be interested in buying. You know, it's kind of a fun place for the mind to rest sometimes. Um, it's like, oh, there's these cool things that I never knew I wanted, but now I'm deep down the rabbit hole of examining, oh, yeah. you know. Um, let's see. At one point, I was looking at enameled pots, you know, Le Creuset and whatever. Oh, Le Creuset? Oh, yeah, they're great. Oh. There we go. Yeah. Enameled Which, cast iron? They're wonderful. Don't use them on high Enameled cast iron is a rabbit hole you don't necessarily want to go down. I'm just saying, you know. Apparently kitchen um, websites need to be taken away from both Mitra and me. I was about to say, I'm like, do we need to do an off show, which is cooking with Mitra and Dr. B? <laughs> yeah. I do know what to do with kale. I chop it up really small and add it to soups quite often. Oh, I, I'll give <laughs> you some kale there. recipes that are delicious. I love kale. It's fine. But I'll be happy to take on your kale recipes and enjoy them. So that sounds good. And my kids will actually eat kale. Uh, weirdly, they eat kale, but they don't like avocados. What is wrong with these people? But anyway... Um, to be fair, one of them does like avocados, but I don't know what to do about the other two. Maybe someone has ideas. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. So, yeah, the instant gratification piece, the idea that I could acquire a thing, which means I'm doing a thing. But that's not true. I just acquired a thing. Ring fit. I still need to actually do the thing. It's interesting how doing the thing is so much harder than just acquiring the thing. I have to learn this lesson constantly. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, yeah. It, 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 I think you said this yesterday, and I, it was so good that I wrote this down, that buying the thing doesn't mean you have the thing. Yes. And that's what it sounds like, you know, what you're getting at is the idea that um, just because you buy the item that you still have to do the behavior exactly mm -hmm. which is you the can hard buy part the, which is the hard part which is why lots of people have yoga mats and dumbbells and you know a whole series of of uh, items that they may or may not be using i would like to point out that the other day just looking at the used victoria website you know there's always at least a treadmill or two in there oh yeah you know, mm -hmm. and we all know that, you know, a lot of times you end up hanging your clothes off of it because it's mm -hmm. in your bedroom or someplace. There's a guitar on mine right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you use the guitar or did the treadmill and guitar Listen, join each other? Listen, we don't need to like, talk about this, Mitra. I, I regret you? mentioning I the guitar. I see you're not being used either. Like, Listen. <laughs> <laughs> but one as a, as a counterpoint to that, um, because there are times where buying something can be a form of self-care. But the question I always like to ask myself is why am I doing this? And being mm -hmm. truly honest with myself, is this a distraction? Is this an avoidance? Um, is this something that's going to make it easier, not easy, but easier to engage in a, a practice that will maintain my health? Certainly me going out and buying running, better running shoes helped me with that because I had less aches and pains. You know, buying when I could afford them, buying the good running shoes made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's it's less painful. It's less literally punishing for me to yeah. go out and do the thing that was already punishing in the moment, rewarding in the mm-hmm. end. And future me, ha- future me has to talk to present me about that. Um, but other things, like simple things, people have commented on my bow ties. Being able to choose this is this can be a form of retail therapy for me, and the reason is because this allows me to express myself the way I choose and have a little bit more self confidence when I deal with constant social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And the why of that behavior is incredibly important. The behavior may look the you know, in the same way we talked about avoidance and distraction, the behavior may look the same, but the why is crucial. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have to be able to answer that question for yourself. Because if you're going to indulge in a thing, that's fine. And if you're going to if you know you need a piece of equipment that's going to be useful to you, that's also important. You know, say you are already running and say you like me. You're not at all interested in running in the rain. And it's a real barrier to you doing this thing that you actually are quite willing to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe then buying a treadmill really would make sense for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, but if you're the sort of person who's never actually been interested in running, but maybe other forms of exercise or dance would be more fun, then doing an online dance class might be more the thing rather than investing in a piece of equipment. So you just have to know yourself and yeah. think about what you want and, and be able to sort of honestly answer that question. Because I find one of the things that's really challenging is all of these items one can buy are shiny and new and exciting and presented as the answer because they want you to buy them. You know, let's mm-hmm. remember that. So they're presented as the perfect answer to your problem. You may not actually have a problem, let's be clear. But they're presented as this thing that you need to have. And when we're at a vulnerable place where we may be feeling like, I really need to make some changes in my life. I'm not feeling so good about me. I want to feel better about me. We're in a place where we might be more, you know, open to suggestion. And this may be a bad thing or, you know, kind of a problem in terms of, you know, buying you just made a remember canoe a, uh, or something. You, you maybe just remember a car commercial from years ago in in my area where i i never thought about till now it always cracked me up but they literally had it where like everyone like it was raining and dark and dreary and then the car pulled up and it got sunny and i just went were they literally saying the car would solve your depression (laughs) 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 um but no like the the i wanted to go back a little bit to something that you said about the like i didn't even know about this a week ago and, and and I vividly remember this one point where I don't I don't even remember what the thing was, and that's really shows how little it mattered. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was suddenly like, oh, I have to have this. This is the coolest thing ever. I need it. And then it was out of stock, and I was hunting for it. And I was going so hard. I'm like, and then I remember stopping and going, you literally didn't know this existed a week ago, and it is all you have thought about for three days. And then I was like, "Why are you? Oh my God, I'm depressed." Yeah, yeah. And and it was and it was that that the realization of just like, yeah, I was I was avoiding being depressed by like hyper focusing on this one thing because it would make me so happy to have it. Yeah. Right. Well, and one of the things that I I think we all need to take into account, and this is really learning about ourselves, and I I I. I I'm biased. I'm not necessarily wrong, but I'm biased. And I always think a good mental health professional is really good at helping people with self-examination. 
how much the media creates problems that weren't necessarily problems for us yes. and preys yeah. on our insecurities. Like, you know, if something were to come along and be like, are you tired of drooling in your sleep? I'm like, what of it? <laughs> <laughs> Stop that unsightly drool. I'm like, yeah, well, hate to tell you this. <laughs> I'm asleep. I can't really help it. Oh, I can wear a styrofoam cup that... <laughs> I mean, it just... It's... It, 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 a lot of times that things are marketed, uh, we again, we get these externalized messages that something we didn't know was a problem is a problem. But is it? Mm -hmm. Is it is though? It? Yeah. Is it That's really? That's such a good question. Has it ever really gotten in my way? I, if, I have to say, I'm just... I'm just really amused by the styrofoam cup idea. It was the only thing I could think of at the time. <laughs> and see, it. in my head, I was I was like, no, they take it further. It's like, but it's also got a, a humidifier in it that turns the drool into humidifier. Oh, so, so it's, it's like a Fremen still suit. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, I'm yeah. down with that. No, no, no more dry mouth, mark, no more nobody, drool. Yeah, no I want to see this, no but not this. on me. Let's be <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it create they create problems we didn't think we had. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, before we pass over to chat, do either of you have any uh, last things you want to say on self care? Oh, I know Mitra has thoughts. So many. Um, but we only have so much time, and I'm happy to pass it over to chat as well. Briefly, though, <clears throat> I want to help people consider the barriers to self care. You know, when you're really tired and overwhelmed, yes, your self care isn't going to be ideal. Please do not. Mm -hmm. um, berate yourself or shame yourself for that. It's very natural when we're going through some kind of crisis or challenging time, like now, maybe our self-care isn't perfect. And that's okay. You know, because you're coping with things, you've got yeah. enough going on. So there's a, there has to be a recognition of where we are and what we're able to do, not just in terms of the time constraints or financial constraints, but also in terms of the load we're carrying. Yeah. So... Um. I, I would like to add into that, uh, uh, in addition to the idea that our capabilities for self-care are a variable concept depending on the external factors that Mitra is talking about, but also our abilities to do certain forms of self-care. My abilities to do certain things are going to be different than Mitra's, are going to be different than Trevor's. And really a set, doing a form of self-assessment to see where are your strengths what is truly restorative for me mm -hmm. in a sustainable manner? What are things that keep me going sustainably that maintain my wellness and prevent future problems that I am capable of doing and that I'm good at doing? Because again, capitalizing on your strengths is often, often... Uh, a, a helpful thing to do. I mean, if you're if you're already good at something, yeah. then there's I think there's a pretty good chance that you're going to continue to do it because you feel empowered by it. Yeah. So it's also really about finding the things that work for you. Yeah. Which is a trial and error process. It is. It is absolutely a process. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, well, first off, those are both absolutely great points. Um. And I do I do hope that people kind of just take a moment at some point today and just kind of think like what 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 is it what would be the thing for me mm -hmm. uh let's see what chaz got going on uh so let's see this is uh what the could i don't know how to say your name and i apologize Volcomazzo. i'm gonna read your question 
<laughs> I apologize. Uh, but, uh, they, they said, uh, a friend and I were talking last night. Uh, I finally had a therapist uh, that clicks with me. And one of the fir- uh, one of her first questions was, what makes you happy? I was at a loss and have had, a, uh, have had to really think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, that's something with self-care that I, I think is something that some people struggle with. Where it's like, well, what does make me happy? Um, yeah. Like, like the, this, like I said, this last weekend, I hit a really bad low point. It was through no one's fault. Literally my brain was like, Hey, you're sleeping right now. How about I mess with you? Um, and so that day, like I said, that I did self care, I did like reactive self care. It wasn't the preventive one. And so like, I, I told my wife about the dream and everything like that. First off, I'm going to be honest. I had a good freaking cry. Like that was like the first thing that I had to do to start working on self care is I just had a good freaking cry. And then I played a game that I knew that I love and that always makes me happy and I and I enjoy playing it. And then my wife was really awesome and ordered food from a place that we both really love. And so like that was like I, we both recognize things that make me happy and that we could do just a little bit of that day to try and bring me up a little bit. So it, it it's it's just little things like that game. Like if I, I would probably forget about talking about it on a video game show or something like that. But like in that moment, I'm like that game makes me happy. I need to play it, and so I I that's what I had to do. Yeah, go on. You were going to say something. Well, the one of the que- when I hear that what makes me happy, I'm gonna fire back another question. What is happy? Mm. And this is another one of those terms that we t- we use with impunity, but mm-hmm. we don't necessarily define for ourselves. And I've got a, you know, a very long series of answers I can give, but, and I'm still kind of angry about this because artists are so good at doing concept, you know, complex concepts in really wonderful bite-sized chunks. Matt Inman, The Oatmeal, does an amazing comment or comic on what happiness is. And the way we often talk about happiness is this constant state of euphoria, which is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead, if we reframe that, is what is what is contentment, what is mm-hmm. satisfaction, mm-hmm. what is being just in a state of acceptance with one's life. Instead mm-hmm. of this this constant state of blissed out euphoria, which just cannot happen, and I honestly I would worry if somebody came to if someone ever approached me like that, if someone never had a bad day, that's a problem. Um, yeah, I'd be quite concerned. I really I would be concerned they're a supervillain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, um, I I that's one of the things I would I would think about is what is happy and what does that mean even. And reframing that as contentment and uh, satisfaction brings self-care out of the realm of comfort into sustainability. Yes, I would agree. I tend to think as well that we have an idea that we should always be consistently happy. But happy is an emotion. Um, That's no different than saying, I expect to always be consistently angry. Do we see how ridiculous, you know, yeah. because what happens through the day and through minutes, maybe, is we go like this. Our emotions cycle up and down and around, depending on what we are experiencing, uh, what we're coming in contact with, you know, what's moving us in the moment. 
the core self state needs to somehow hold the space for all of that within mm -hmm. us, right? Part of what we're doing when we talk about self-care is creating a sustainable core self state, right? A, a resilient self, if you will, that can manage all of the ups and downs of life. <clears throat> so it is about the small steps we take to care for ourselves. And it is also about, yeah, bringing some joy into our lives or something that soothes us when we're going through a tough time. And to your question uh, or to the question around happiness, part of it is like, yeah, if I know I'm feeling down, there are resources I can draw on. You know, whether it's a good meal or time with my spouse or my kids or um, a game that I really enjoy playing. I mean, even now, and certainly in the early days of the pandemic, playing Animal Crossing was fun. And it also yes. took me out of, you know, it was by a sunny beach. And, you know, there were these cute little characters I could play with. And they were my villagers. And sadly, they don't <laughs> do anywhere near as much as I wish they did. <laughs> it's a repetitive set of conversations. But You, you know, want to talk about a game that reminds me I don't work out enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. These villagers, they're always, they always in the Exercising, and I'm just over here. It's like... I just turned this on for the first time. In I'm months. getting pumped, superstar. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting candy. <laughs> <laughs> Chips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to bring up uh, pancake uh, pancakes three three seven who is Lee Goldberg. What's uh, up, from Riddle Champions? Hey. Uh, question: How do you manage good self care when the baby being asleep is the only free time, so you end up staying up later due to freedom? Yeah. Remember it, that remember know, us talking about systemic barriers? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think I think the the closest I can relate to this is you know, having a, 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 a five day a week job and you know, ha having to be like I have to go to bed this time, but it's my freedom. I wanna stay up. And and it's not just freedom, it's what you do to sustain the rest of your life. So what it mm -hmm. what's really happening in those moments is your two forms of self-care are colliding. And it's really hard. Mm -hmm. I I am a night owl and I had a terrible time with this. My firstborn was wide awake at 6 a.m. and thrilled to be in the world. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> you know, and I was a little less thrilled. But uh, <laughs> poor kid, but doing my best to mirror good parent stuff. But yeah, it's exhausting. And so, first of all, you forgive yourself for staying awake sometimes. Second, maybe you negotiate with your partner as to who gets to sleep in and taking terms with that if that's possible. Like, I don't know that it is, depending on your life situation. But if it is, it's kind of nice to be able to um, alternate so that you have a little space. It is really hard. Absolutely. Uh, I was never more grateful once school was done as well because I had to drive them in the mornings. And um, and then finally, Eric and I alternated as well with that. But oh my God, the school schedule, the grind, the eight in the morning. Yeah. Lee, Lee put in the chat that uh, uh, he and his partner call it, uh, quote, tomorrow I sleep. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. 
Um, the last question, because uh, I there, there's a lot of good ones in here, but the, I, I do want to get to this one before uh, we call it a day. Well, call it a season. Um, I work in corporate space and, and have been with them for years now. I've survived several reductions in forces, um, taking on more work to compensate for the reduced workforce. My company says that uh, you can take time off, but there's this aura of fear of if I take the time off, am I going to have a job when I come back? Um uh, yeah, that one. Uh, I don't, I don't, yeah, and and th- this is one of those things where, like, I want to be able to say, talk to your HR person, but I don't know how your company is, and I've heard some bad horror stories about that. Yeah. Um, and that is definitely one of those where, like, I, I, I mean. I don't again. I don't know how it works at your company, but like, if you can even do just incremental time off, where it's like, I'm giving myself this Friday. I'm gonna take this Friday off, and you know, have a three day weekend, something along that that pushes that Sunday night a little bit further away. But yeah, it's rough. It is a really tough one, and it does speak to you know how are how is that corporate culture in terms of being a, a fit for you, and what do other people do to navigate that situation? You might, you might know what's happening with coworkers or what sorts of choices other people are able to make that allows them to sustain themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very difficult in a situation like that. So it's hard. But there's a piece here around questioning your own fear. Um, and it may be very based in the reality of the company. Um, it may be that other people who've taken time off um, have somehow lost ground at the company, or if not lost their senior- seniority, not been able to advance any further. So there's all kinds of ways in which this could be really problematic. So part of it is really getting comfortable and understanding um, what the company culture is, and I'm sure you um, already know that quite well. But uh, but it may be worth also examining your thoughts around, is that extra Friday now and again, or Monday or whatever would work, is that something that's possible? Because yeah. sometimes our fears do interfere with looking for what's, what's maybe possible. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, I think that is going to do it for this week and this first season of Champions of Psychology. Uh, Mitra, Dr. B, where can people find you on the social medias? Well, I'm not super active on Twitter, as some people may have noticed, but I do check my notifications and my DMs, so please feel free to contact me there. And, of course, you can also contact me through my website. Um, and... I would love to hear from people because I love what we're doing here and my wonderful companions in this journey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, at Mitra Jordan. <laughs> and I am at the Dr. B. Um, if you write right down there. Um, <laughs> two E's. Spell out doctor. Last name B. But yeah, last <laughs> name B. Yeah, the last name B. See, it's, it's convenient because it stands for different things on different days. Um you know, it, when when I'm not clean shaven, it stands for beard. When I am clean shaven, it stands for baby face. Um, <laughs> when I run into walls, it stands for bozo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter, and and I I'm probably going to be end up tweeting out some questions for y'all because I I'd be really curious to find out what you want to what you want to hear from us in season two. 
Yes. That is uh, actually great a great idea. segue into season two. So, yeah, we are going to be taking the next two weeks uh, to figure out what we are going to do for season two and what topics we want to cover. But we want to hear from you. Yes, you. I see you there sitting there in your chair looking at the computer or driving in the car. Keep keep your eyes on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We want to know what topics you'd like to hear us cover, and the best way to do that is to either tweet at us uh, or uh, to uh, email us at champions of psychology at codenameentertainment.com with your suggestions because, uh, you know, we, we really do enjoy doing the show, but we want you all to get something out of it, and the best yeah. way for that is to know what you want us to talk about. So if you can help us out with that uh, and let us know, we'd very much appreciate it and make the show that you all want to see. Um, I want to thank uh, Jay for moderating in the chat, as always, doing a fantastic job and also putting in the uh, the text document at one point. I'm in this video and don't like it as well. And I- <laughs> Wait, they already did? Yeah. <laughs> well, they, 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 I think it was something that I was talking about. They just put it like, in this video and I don't like it. <laughs> um, and I want to thank uh, Codename Entertainment and Take This for giving us an opportunity to have these discussions. If you missed this episode, you can uh, catch it later as a podcast at 2 p.m. today. Uh, and again, any suggestions for future topics in season two, uh, which will be happening April 13th, I believe. I'm gonna, I'm actually going to click real fast and make sure that, yes, April 13th. Like, that is how mad. Math works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're alive with us right now, be sure to come back for Bardic Inspiration. They're doing a song about Alindra, and Jen is going to be there to help out with it. And if you missed the preview for the studio album uh, um, uh, for Havilar's song last night during uh, Idol Champions Presents, go check it out. It's on the socials. It's fantastic. There needs to be an anime intro that goes with it. Definitely. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but yeah, that is going to do it for this week and this season. We'll see you in two weeks. But until then, take care of yourself. Bye, chat. Take good care. Heart Bye. you all in a school appropriate way. <laughs> Champions of Psychology is meant as education and entertainment. It is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling. Discussion of mental health topics will be primarily rooted in research and the personal experiences and self-disclosures of the hosts. While we can provide generalized education and possible mental health resources, we cannot offer any recommendations, advice, or opinions for any specific persons, cases, or situations. We provide these resources and links at our sole discretion, but have not necessarily vetted or reviewed any resource. We assume no liability for the use of the information or resources on these sites, and we encourage you to use your own best judgment.